Before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout. They are Aperba, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Hanson Screen Printing, and of course, Rock the Green. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Mm. We of course are your hosts as always. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And today to prep us for the upcoming spooky season which is just around the corner. Uh, we have a pretty uh, cool topic to talk about. Listener this is, suggestion, too. Yeah, listener suggestion, uh, which, hey, we always, always love that. We have a whole bunch, actually. Like, the ones that we got, I brought up, like, a little bit further up on our list. Right. we have, like, like 300 episodes that we have to record yet. I was just going to so say, you know, like... early on, Russ and I, before we actually started recording, we didn't put a lot of prep into it. It was one of those days that we were standing in your kitchen at the farm, and we were like... Hey, this would be really cool to do something like this over COVID. Uh, let's let's brainstorm some topics. You send me a list. I'll send you a list. We'll compile a whole thing. So we had an Excel spreadsheet of like 400 or 500 freaking different the sheets, topics. Baby. Yeah. Spreadsheets, so, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a freak in the Excel sheets. Oh, yeah. Woo. Kobe. And uh, whoa, that's bringing it back. <laughs> it is. Um, sign this waiver, please. And uh, <laughs> So this this one of, of course was it was in there buried was, in the yeah, pile somewhere. It was, it was like number two seventy five or something. Is way down in the list. So but we had a listener say, uh, "I kind of want to hear that episode." So would you guys throw it back out to us right now? And and Russ and I we generally get right into researching then uh, almost immediately. So that way the the next recording session we can we can pump those out. And uh, this one in fact is the Maribel Caves Hotel, also known as. Hotel Hell. Ghost rattling chains in your face. Love to see a uh, a wrestling, an old school WWF wrestling match in Hotel Hell. Hotel Hell. Hell in a cell. From the top corner of the... Coming to you from the 13th floor. (laughs) Um, But uh, so we're going to be discussing that particular place today which is awesome we also have great wisconsin music coming to us from the madison area a band called vom bomb and uh, we have another beer review of course we can't get away uh, from giving you guys our take on a delicious beverage and uh, we also have another edition of the infamous how many goes and uh, this one's gonna get truly Carried away, I think. Uh, I think so. We've got a good one, and uh, can't wait to get to that segment. Uh, but as always, we have a little bit of a greasy sales pitch for you. Uh, we're going to keep it sh- short and sweet. Hey, if you've got some time, head over to our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. You can find information on Patreon and also our Public, where you can buy some merch. Those are both direct ways to 
uh, feed a little bit of money into this uh, uh, whole podcast thing that uh, keeps everything turning and burning. Uh, Hey, also, the easier thing to do of all of these things is please give us a review on uh, whatever platform you listen, yeah. Apple, Spotify. Did you see deal. that we're at like forty reviews on a, a, a we are. Apple podcast? We're getting up we're there. almost at the hundred, which is, means you're like in the top podcast. And which it's is and it's awesome. funny, you know, you get uh, you you make a request like that, and I'll tell you how many how many podcasts have you reviewed? I'll tell you, I've only reviewed maybe half a dozen, and and that's that's something that hey, if you really enjoy it that that podcast that you listen to can benefit greatly from that little task of, i think i think the ones we've made as friends i've reviewed every single one of them i don't really that's li- the thing is so, I, I those are about the, the half dozen i've done and so the ones i have and, reviewed like i don't actually put like a big post in there i just give it five stars and click okay like that's all you have to do it takes two seconds if you want to leave if you want to leave us some kind of dialogue that'd be great too like even feedback or some things we can change i mean I obviously we're say, not going to change too much because we're pretty much two dudes doing this whole show here Right, so. and we're we're getting into that hundred, hundred twenties, you know, uh, episodes and stuff. So we've been doing it for a little while, and you know, we're gonna change and add some segments over the course of time, but um, probably not gonna change the format too much. So don't tell us that we need to get a uh, a real professional from National Geographic to come on oh, and talk. I us remember about. that. Remember that? Um, like, oh yeah, we have like seven thousand dollars of just spare cash to go yeah. get some professionals to come on the show. And I can't. We can't afford a producer. I'm running the board to my left, uh, setting up levels and, and keeping things going, pressing the sound effects buttons, getting the music queued up and stuff all, all myself. And Russ is over there doing most of the research and getting everything figured out that way. Uh, and, and, and guess what? Because we're pumping out an episode a week, we don't have generally the ability to memorize the stuff. So if you hear us reading, um, it's purely just because we want to get the, we want to get it right. And we don't exactly. want to we don't want to miss something. So we, we create these small scripts to be able to keep us on track and keep the, the facts uh, where they need to be. If we tried to memorize stuff, I mean, these would maybe be 20 minute episodes tops because <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I there's no way I could dedicate anything. But we're packing a lot into these episodes that are usually 45 minutes at minimum. So we thank you greatly for uh, sticking with us and, and uh, the longtime listeners. We love you. The new listeners, we can't wait to meet you and hear your suggestions and stuff. Keep those flowing. Keep them going. Uh, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com, you can find our contact page, too. So uh, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and get into uh, Hotel Hell. Uh, Russ, uh, This is is this just your basement? You know what? <laughs> Probably close <laughs> enough. So as we, as we said, we are discussing the Maribel Caves Hotel located on Manitowoc County's Cherney Maribel Caves Park, which is a 75-acre area to explore with caves which run along the West Twin River. In total, there are actually 11 caves in which you can explore. But that is not why we are here today. We are actually talking about the supposed haunted location located within its borders, the Maribel Caves Hotel, or actually the ruins of the hotel now. I was just going to say, I, uh, I don't know that it's actually still standing, so that's kind of cool. And let me just tell you before we actually start the episode how hard it was to find factual information on this. Like, you know how people just post rumors and, like, legends and stuff? I had to really wean through it. I actually contacted Manitowoc County Historical Society, and they gave me an article that was pretty legit and actually a YouTube video. So I kind of used those two to actually put this episode together. There's a few things, topics-wise, that we've gotten uh, uh, the same kind of... uh, you know, hurdle is that we're not able to find a ton of information on or it's it. So, old information or it's old or it's clearly not factual. Like it's very, 
uh, very based in in you know just rumors and lies and and it's and it's tough. So we tried to we tried to narrow this one down to the right stuff. And if you're a curator like the one, remember, don't send us a whole bunch of like nasty messages. We're trying our best here, bud. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so the hotel was constructed in 1900 by an Austrian immigrant, a dream from Father Francis Steinbrecher, a priest from across the pond, along with Charles and the entire Steinbrecher family. Construction on the hotel actually began in 1898 and required 27 masons to work on it. It took two years to complete, and named after what was originally dubbed the Maribel Limestone Caves, its architecture was that like that of a medieval castle with its rounded towers and even consisting of arch facades and walls. Which is pretty cool. It was the first building to actually have pl- plumbing pumped into the building in that area as well. Normally because, it would just be outhouses and uh, like uh, little cisterns and stuff that are in the basement and things. So to match what were like the inns of Austria and Germany during the time period, they ran a natural spring into the hotel and operated it as a thera- therapeutic spa. The natural spring water, like our previous episode, actually the Hygieia Spring episode, was used to drink and bathe and was claimed to be a natural re- remedy for the weary traveler. The spring water was also bottled on the property, and next to the hotel was a bottling plant named the Maribel Mineral Springs Company. The bottled water from the spring was bottled and shipped to make soda water that would be used in the fine hotels and restaurants in Milwaukee and Chicago area. For the old mixed drinks there, hey. Oh, absolutely. Heck yeah. So during the Prohibition, it was a place where gangsters also could find a place to lay low. Well, things, you know, had to cool off, like up in Hurley, like we've talked about previously. Yeah. Including including the ones that are for sure that have been there are gangsters John Dillinger and Babyface Nelson, confirmed. Which makes absolute sense. Dillinger is known to be uh, in this area a, a ton throughout. F- just, like, just like in Fib Nature, he robbed some banks in Chicago, came up here. Exactly. You know? So it was rumored, but also unconfirmed, that the hotel was once partially belonged to Al Capone. As and this was actually proven to be untrue, and he never actually stayed in the hotel. There's like no record of it. There's no documentary, and even Manitowoc County confirmed there's he's never been there. Right, and and uh, he was in in the area. I don't. I mean, there's there's confirmed things that he was in the Lake Geneva, uh, Lake, Lake Geneva, Lake. and even in the Elkhorn area at Lake Wandawiga, and. Uh, uh, and and he had even I think captured uh, somebody and held him held him for ransom the uh, the Huber. He right? dumped a couple bodies or two. Yeah. No. Yeah. Joseph Huber. There actually, could so there yeah. could actually be some bodies in I Lake Wandawiga. So this company ran for 15 years until about 1915, and the company actually started to go under and went into foreclosure. Eventually, the hotel was leased, and in 1931, the hotel was purchased by its next owner, Adolf Cherney. Adolf. Not a good name at this time, too. Not in the a good 1930s, name. not a good name to have. So the caves would later be named after um, actually the Cherney Park, like we just talked about, the Cherney yeah. State Park. He wanted this property for a retirement home for his him and his wife. However, she would pass away from cancer, and he offered the land up to the county to be used as a state park. He also offered up the hotel as a nature center for the park, but instead the hotel was again sold to Richard Wagner, who did a lot of upgrading to the place to make it a more modern of the time period, including lights and uh, landscaping, making it more inviting to those who came. He also put in a stage. Um, oh, no. So the, it was a, again sold to Richard Wagner, who did a lot of upgrading as well to the place and made it more modern. He also put in a stage where music would be played, including yeah. like bluegrass and like stuff that was like, you know, like country, bluegrass, rock and roll I mean, music. Kind of perfect for that time period. Yeah. He also put in this. 
sorry. It was in, in 1981, the building was reopened after it was purchased by Jeff Miller, who was forced to actually file bankruptcy. And it was in 1985 when the hotel would have a fire, making the ruins we have all kind of seen today. Right. Or at least heard of. Yeah. And the cause of the fire is actually unknown. Um, there's no record of what caused it. Uh, a lot of people suppose it was an electrical fire, but it's not documented. Sure. I mean, because it's all new, like electricity was put in kind of early on when um, it switched hands. Yeah. And it would be all cloth wiring and stuff probably through there. And yeah, it generally is a, a nightmare. Exactly. And the building was supposed to be condemned, but was actually bought by Bob Lineman, who wanted it to be like preserved for everyone to come and see. So, And he actually put it on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's actually today still owned by his son, Mark Lineman. In 2013, another tragedy struck and was actually hit by a tornado, taking down more of the walls of the property. And today, many dub this property Hotel, hotel Hell, where things like disembodied voices, phantom footsteps, floating objects, ghosts, and lights that supposedly chase you down. And it's rumored that a coven of witches performed rituals within the abandoned ruins. Who hasn't heard that? You know, that uh, an abandoned place has some weird chasing lights and and witches that, uh, you know, do their, their, I don't know, occult stuff. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of the, the, the normal story, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, it's obviously Manitowoc, too. So it's actually like this area's become pretty popular because of a little Netflix show that we all right, know. Right, right, exactly. So um, definitely a uh, a fun a fun story. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know necessarily, you know, because I don't know that there's been like some of some of the hotels that we featured on um, last year's uh, hotel stuff. Uh, the the haunted hotels and and the the Halloween stuff, those ones you know they they do have some basis in you know there might have been murders there or people that died there and stuff. This one I don't necessarily know has that same uh, uh, sort of past, but you know what I guess what's to say that it wasn't maybe built on like an old burial ground oh, or yeah. something. So you know I've never been there. I've never stayed there. Obviously. Um, so I don't know what, what you experience there, but uh, it's fun to think. It's fun to think about yeah. the, the possibilities. And, like, so we had to, like, wean through a lot of information. I mean, there's, like, a ton of stories on this property. And, uh, right. for example, a psycho killer that killed a whole bunch of guests, and they're the ones haunting. Or there was right. a fire in 1920 and 1930 taking down parts of the building. Um, unconfirmed. Obviously, I can't find a record of any of that stuff, but it could have happened. Um, and that's kind of where the hauntings come in. Like these people were murdered by a psycho killer and this hotel hell because of all the fires that have happened. And it's kind of like all those like ruins. Like you see a castle looking building. And there has to be some story here. So let's just kind of assume it's haunted, you know, yeah. and maybe maybe there is something to it. You know, I've actually never been on this property. I've been to um, the, the, the state park, but the property is private today. Actually, right. So you can't necessarily just Mark. go right up into there. You could probably contact Mark Lineman if you really wanted to get in there. Right. He might be okay with you kind of. I was just going to say, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard of any any individuals trying to contact Mark uh, Lineman to uh, to try to access the property. I don't know what his availability or openness is to 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 do that. Um, but like I said, that just the story is cool enough for me to know that uh, individuals have experienced some of these, you know, kind of paranormal and and ghostly things. It's cool. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I've had experiences like that myself. We've discussed this on other other, you know, previous spooky podcasts. Um, 
but in this in this particular one, I would love to go visit it. I don't know that our our chances of getting in touch with Mark are great, but um, that would be a cool future uh, future endeavor. Yeah, I mean, you could still head to the Manitowoc County Park System and actually go close to it. You right. can't actually cross that fence line, but if you were to get a hold of Mark, maybe it'd be okay if you could go and check it out. Today, actually, um, there's only about one wall standing of the old uh, kind of fieldstone right. castle look to it. So there's only one standing wall left yeah. because that tornado and that fire kind of wiped out the rest Wrecked of it. Wrecked the so shit out of it. It just dropped a bow right in the center yeah, of it. Yeah, dude, just... top rope shit. But yeah, that's going to conclude today's episode. Um, if you get a chance, um, obviously Manitowoc County is famous now because of a uh, Netflix documentary we've all seen. And uh, it's just a really cool area to go explore. And uh, this is just one thing on the list. If you get up in that area, check it out. Maybe take some pictures. If you can get on that property, we'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. On to our music segment. Wow. What do you got today for us, Eric? So we've got a uh, Madison area band called Vom Bomb. Uh, they are definitely punk. Yeah, it's like a punk rock, kind of like right. the skate scene stuff, and like yeah. kind of fast and heavy and has it's, like that punk feel to it. Really cool stuff. You got that right. Fast and heavy is a great way to, to sort of explain uh, the the type of audio you're gonna hear, uh, fuzz. It's got you know that distorted you know vocal even and uh, just really cool. Uh, um, that like I said, that distorted fuzz sound that uh, that that sort of punk maybe uh, had kind of evolved into after the original sort of like. Uh, you know, versions of the seventies, seventies, late seventies, right? Where's like the true, like the old school, but right. it kind of has that feel to it. So they, kind of like they made their way, uh, sort of through some of that. You can hear some of the influences there, but uh, definitely more of the vibe of like the the late like eighties, early nineties fuzz 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 just yeah. fuzz face and you know the cool thing is we were uh, kind of looking through some of the songs and we ended up coming across this one was uh apathy for a burning planet and like yeah. it was kind of the one that we thought would be just a great one and uh yeah i mean i i another band we have to go and check out here because i know we're huge punk fans or skateboard kids at heart so i'll go ahead and get in the in the circle pit throw oh, some bows you bet i'll do some windmill kicks and look like a, <laughs> yeah. look like a total douchebag so <laughs> But yeah, without further ado, today we have Vom Bomb, Apathy for a Burning Planet. Money and now 
Right, that was bomb, bomb. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah, I can't um, wait to see him in the Madison area. Hopefully I was just gonna say that'd be really rad to uh, to go and actually hit them up at a show and uh, and get to see some of this action live. They actually got quite a bit of like material out there too. So you gotta check yeah. out their Bandcamp or even their page. There's like, quite say, a bit of stuff if you're into the punk, like like me and Eric. I mean, yeah, yeah. Their their Bandcamp has uh, everything that's available. Uh, they are also available for purchase on uh, Apple Music, so get there. Now, let's jump over to a review of a beverage. Yeah, actually, I found this one today, man, um, on the way to the podcast this morning. It's uh, Good City Brewing Company. We're having motto today, the Pale Ale. And uh, this one's coming in at 5.2% ABV. Um, the can art obviously is pretty cool it has like a dude just kind of hanging out by the city of milwaukee with his arms up like yeah baby yeah. uh one of the really cool things you can see for sure on here is uh the silhouette of the hone bridge is on the far left um you can see i think that would probably end up being the u.s bank building and then down a little bit further is the uh um god what is the other the tall the other tall one uh I can't remember. It was it was almost gonna be the tallest building, but they actually ended up being like sixty to a hundred feet shorter than the US Bank building. Um the mutual, something oh, mutual. Oh yeah, Liberty Mutual or whatever. Mm. Is that the one with the with the Statue of Liberty on the side, right? No. Is that Liberty Mutual? Oh man. I can't remember the name of it, but Yeah, but anyway, you, you keep talking about this. I'll yeah. I'll find the other so one. So the so the can art is pretty cool. It's Northwestern kind of, Mutual. Yeah, Northwestern Mutual. And then yeah. the, so the can art is kind of like a different shades of blue. Just a really cool can art. Obviously, I saw this and I'm like, I gotta grab this and try it. Um, it's a pale ale. It's like late summertime now. You know, it's fall, going in the fall, close to my birthday time. Which uh, hopefully uh, that party's gonna be pretty sweet. So yeah, I was year. just gonna say within within the next couple of days we're gonna be having a a sweet little get together for Russ's birthday, and uh, we're gonna be doing some uh, Bray Road adventuring. So oh yeah, hopefully we'll have a, like, for that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this one's this awesome. one is it's so good, and it's it's like this time of year. I actually really love these types of beers. I know that a lot of people try to as soon as it starts getting a little bit to the fall and a little bit colder, they want to go for that higher viscosity type uh, stouts and porters and stuff. I you, you know I'm not that guy. I don't really enjoy those do, as much as do most. Do you like the Oktoberfest? I know I love Oktoberfest. You do like the Oktoberfest beers? Yeah, because I think that those are only a little heavier than like a Hefeweizen or something. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not like crazy, and they're kind of closer to an amber in in most cases. They're they're very good, very grainy, very hoppy. But these these beers, these pale ales, later in the season like this, for some reason that wind hits and you've got one of these in your hand. 
for some reason, nothing feels more right. It's just, it's and delicious. It's like, it, like when it hits you too, it's like that crisp taste. I'm guessing a mosaic hop is probably what's using this to be honest. Yeah. Cause you're getting that like crisp pit of hops, um, juicy, like a little bit of tropical fruit feel to it. Um, and then maybe even a pine undertone, like in the back finish. So I was just going to say, right you definitely get a little pininess, uh, that you would normally see with, uh, some IPAs, uh, the three hearted ale. Um, oh, yeah, or is, like Lakefront IPA, where you're getting that true, like. Uh, is it three hearted ale or two hearted ale? Two hearted ale. Like, you that true, is, like, pine forward. That's very flavor. pine. Uh, very pine forward. Great beer. However, if you're not super into the pininess, it, it can be hard to overcome. With Good City's motto, I'm getting a little bit of the pininess, but I'm also getting that mosaic hop, like Russ is saying, uh, which is bitter but it's not it's not terrible and you're still getting a little bit of the grain on this one to be uh i i don't know if i would suggest this one as uh the introduction you know russ and i talk a, a lot about people who are trying to switch from just standard domestics lagers that kind of stuff to get into uh the, the more craft beer area this one would be i think the second step away from that yeah you know you, you'd go from you know the the your Miller Light. Let's just go ahead and say Miller Light, Budweiser, Bud Light, or something like that. I would say you'd probably go into something like uh, Eagle Park has some really good ones that you could get into that like taste a wheat great. Beer, a wheat beer, a wheat beer. And then this one would be that next one. It's like as soon as you have that appreciation and your palate can kind of stomach uh, a little bit more of the hop then this one would be that perfect one because it's not crazy. And, like, the only reason I can tell that this probably has a mosaic hop in it. Eric, do you remember when we were brewing hard? We did, And, yeah. like, we uh, we did smash beers, which are single malt and single hops. So you get that we flavor a, a of lot that of, hop. We did a lot of single smash hops with mosaic. We did a lot with citra. Citra. Um, Galaxy. Galaxy, yeah. Um, obviously, just to get, kind of get that flavor and that tone so you can actually tell the And those beers. ones are your classic IPA. And uh, by no uh, means are we professional, like, beer tasters. But, like, I'm guessing it's mosaic. I, right away, like, that's, like, the first thing I'm getting is that, like, kind of that crisp flavor you get from the mosaic kind of that hits you really hard. It's beautiful. And it's I don't know, beer. there might be one of the sea hops in there, like a... Um, uh, maybe Ch Chinook, Chinook, or maybe a Columbus, like you, because you're getting that pininess, and those are kind of your pinier hops. If I know. had to guess, I'd say Chinook, just because there's so many beers that I've had that are mosaic and Chinook, and this is kind of that same flavor complex. Uh, it's building that same idea. We could be very wrong. We could no, absolutely I, be terribly wrong. Uh, but Russ and I sure. don't claim to be uh, professionals. We're not uh, wine connoisseur, or what? What do they call? Uh, the wine people that are uh, all the ones fucking, that like sniff their wine and like yeah. lick, and like lick it like a dog like, and blah, 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 blah. spit it and all this oh, other yeah. shit. It's like just goddamn drink it, you fucking pansy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Drink the fucking shit. All right, God. Get, get drunk just and get have a goddamn hot dog. Jeez. Get, <laughs> get drunk and suck down a dog, you fuck. <laughs> um, Sucking on a this, chili dog, like melon so, camp. Dude, have you heard that? God, now we're tangent again. Uh, have you heard the remix where it's just sucking on a chili God dog? Goddamn, I have. Sucking it is on so chili good. Dog. He just sucking on chili dog. I was <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on chili dog. <laughs> so freaking <laughs> so hilarious, good. man. Yeah, if you have a chance, go to YouTube and find a sucking on the chili dog song. That's great. And uh, if you can, enjoy a good city motto while you're doing it because you couldn't possibly be uh, more happier, I think, in any single moment it's in your great. life. And if you ever sucked on a chili dog, like, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty fucking gross. I would also like, like to hear about it. 
Yeah, if you, if suck you could on a write dog. in and let me know that you sucked on a chili dog. <laughs> that's disgusting. But, I, like that's like the worst lyric. I've always like thought about that when I heard it. It's like, dude, that's disgusting. And have you ever been eating a chili dog? And I would just never know, suck it off. And but here's the thing: have you ever been eating one, and you just know that that's the most embarrassing thing you're going to eat? Yeah, eating a chili dog is is horrible. You you want to do that in private behind a closed door? You don't suck it, but yeah, don't don't go in a back you, alley and suck off a chili. Here's the thing: dog. sometimes you do have to slurp the chili off so that way it's not dripping down onto your shirt. Like you gotta, you gotta protect your outfit too. So like I get the, the, the sucking idea of a chili dog, but, um, at least he didn't say melon camp. He he didn't really give me the best idea of what he meant by sucking on a chili dog. I feel like at one point the lyric was sucking off a chili dog. And then (laughs) somebody was like, I think we should go with on, not off. Cause just feels right <laughs> behind the tasty freeze. It's like, dude, no, yeah, that's a hobo, bro. Like, it's I was not just a chili gonna say, dog. you know what happens behind a tasty freeze? Ten bucks, and it'll you can do it. You can get it's gross. Off. It's not cool. <laughs> I've heard stories. Um, Put a little cheese and some onions on her and but suck it off. Let's just say right now oh, that God, if you gross. had a few beers in you and you were able to go to uh, a hot dog stand, let's say you have a couple of good city mottos in you. Uh, and you go to like a hot dog stand or something. I feel like this is going to be a pretty tasty endeavor for you. It's actually would pair pretty decent yes. with a chili dog, to be honest. With like. a Chicago style hot dog, even though I hate the city of Chicago with a fucking passion. I love Chicago dogs, but I, I hate love Chicago, Chicago style hot dogs, sucks. man. And like, they're Italian those beef. Sports peppers on them. The sport peppers. Ripes. I was having. We, so we got. Oh God, another tangent. Here we go. So the other day we went to a a Chicago style hot dog stand. And my wife and I both got some some Chicago dogs. Great stuff. And uh, I reached over and I started to grab her sport peppers. She had kind of set them off to the side. I thought she didn't like them. So I was like, let me snag that. Because she doesn't like pickles. So I eat her pickles all the time. Turns out, she freaked out at me. She goes, what are you doing? Leave my sport peppers alone. I love those. And she was like, they just had too many on here that I'm trying to do like one a bite. And I was like, son of a bitch. I felt bad. She I was felt going terrible. ham, though, dude. She was like one of the spice. I love, I love sport peppers. Do you know if in Milwaukee is a uh, Sammy's still open? It Remember is, yeah. Sammy dogs? There are, still, there are still Sammy dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are like the best Chicago dogs, and they're cheap. Yeah, I'll always, I'll always pick a stand like Sammy's over uh, Portillo's. But if I, I mean, if I have to, I'll go Portillo's. Dude, I'm a I'm a cheap bastard. Like when I do come to Milwaukee, like one in the rare occasion, Sammy's, Sammy's is, is right like over my by place. Northwest or Northern Brewer. Oh yeah, it used to same, be same same road. It, there used to, so there was one there. There used to be one up in Menominee Falls that I used to go to often, and then there was one kind of um your off mom's Highway 100. Up, your mom's up that way. Yeah, so there's like a I don't remember the road, but it's off Highway 100. There was a Sammy's over by the Walgreens there in the corner, and that yeah. was another one I would stop at all the time. I love Sammy yeah. Dogs. Just um, so you know, if you're in Milwaukee, stop at Sammy Dogs. Freaking amazing and reasonable price for a freaking great Chicago dog. It is 100. percent Yeah, and we're gonna talk a little bit about some uh, great Wisconsin eateries uh in a future episode here we've got it planned out and all ready to rock and roll it's going to be a versus series we've never done a versus no, series we have this podcast and actually i would really like to get the uh wisconsin traveler guy on oh uh, yeah absolutely because he would be a great one to are you talking of... about john mcgivern not john mcgivern <laughs> our friend who actually, has I actually talked saw to us john recently. mcgivern 
like it's really cool. Like people reach out to us all the time, and uh, yeah. one that I really follow Wisconsin, all the time, the Wisconsin Traveler. Yeah, he just goes to really cool, crappy places that I love. amazing places. I love. I mean, yeah. like the hole in the walls for dives, me, man. I'm a hole in the wall kind of guy. I'm not like a fancy. You kind look of like a guy. hole in the wall. I am a hole in the wall kind of guy. You kind of look like a fucking hole in the wall. I mean, when you go in with a flannel and chicken shit on your shoes, like it's like the kind of place you somebody like, wants, you're not gonna feel out of place. Yeah, you know? somebody once said to me, they were like. You're the guy from the podcast. And I was like, yeah. He's like, how's the guy that looks like a hole in the wall? And I was like, do you mean Russ? And he's like, yeah. The dive bar guy. It's a little fucked. Yeah. He's a dive bar guy. His People- hair's always fucked up. <laughs> like, he always has like mud on him. He's always I'm working. I'm just kidding. That never happened. But okay. uh, for this for this instance, <laughs> it was really funny to say. Um, we're really happy to, uh, to, to talk about these beers and talk about these breweries and stuff. And, and, uh, this is one of the last episodes that we're going to record in our first studio here in Muskego. Yeah. Uh, it is moving, so we're going to probably mention that in a few different episodes coming up here. Uh, the move is is uh, long, arduous, and uh, uh, tedious because you got to move all this equipment and you got to get it into the new place and start uh, uh, soundproofing and that, and that stuff. Uh, what you don't realize is that down here in this in this studio is that we, I mean, we've got it almost to the point where you can clap and you don't get any of that reverb. Uh, we do have an area where there's reverb, uh, so that way drums and vocals and things can sound a little bit different. But uh, over in this uh, podcast side, it's it's dense. Oh, yeah, it is for so, sure. And um, But, yeah, if you get a chance, Good City uh, Motto. I found this one today, actually. I found this one in the Yomaskego Walmart, actually, this yeah. morning, actually. I was like, i, I got to grab this. I you can't know what believe I was they had a decent too. selection. Muskego Walmart actually has a tremendous selection of some uh, local craft brews, which not a lot of Walmarts do. A lot of them just carry those domestics and your seltzers and and some of your bottled boozes. But um, they I'm always have, impressed they've by had the a great Seagull. selection. I'm always impressed by the CEO. I mean, like I, I'll stop there all the time, like get things like on my way home. I'm like, I can't believe they have this beer here. Dude. Like there was a there was actually a cool couple decent lakefront ones I've never yes. had I've yes. never had them they're like brand new I've never seen them anywhere else MKE's got some good ones that that are in store and stuff and um, carbon four I saw two carbon dude, fours I've never had at Walmart too. at Walmart dude I know that's, that's crazy what I'm Madison Wisconsin in Mosquito in Mosquito all right uh, we are gonna move on now to our how many loco segments? Eric, cue up that track. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, Eric, uh, you like you said in the beginning, you have a great one on our how many local segment. And uh, this girl's kind of spicy looking. She's kind of cute, you know, and she she's is. doing some greasy stuff here. Let's hear what we got. Uh, kind of a, a name too that you would expect to be of a, of a foxy chick, right? So what we got here is a Wisconsin woman is arrested for OWI, allegedly smuggled meth into jail. Oof, that's rock and roll, baby. When you get in the crystal into the old cell, yeah, dude. Oof. And also, the right area for for this to be expected. This is Wisconsin Dells territory here. So. Okay. Uh, totally expected. You know, you've it has got become a meth trash in the last few years. Actually, it hasn't been that bad, but now when, it's like grease. Before we get started here, I just want to say that if you go to Snapchat and you go over to like the map section of Snapchat, and you see like you can zoom into the Dell's area and you can see like the the fire red hot ring of people that have posted their stuff to like that area that anybody can see. It's for public consumption. 
dude, check that out on the weekly because it's let's, great. You can see a lot of the trashy shit. Let's that just happens. say H.H. Bennett didn't plan on the skanks. He did not know that that was going to happen. Okay. So, Wisconsin Dells. A Wisconsin woman was arrested for drug charges, OWI, and a probation hold after being pulled over for an equipment violation around 2 a.m. This was just in on August 16th. So, so this is fresh. Pretty recent. Yeah, this is a newbie. So, according to the Columbia County Sheriff's Office, during the traffic stop, a search of the vehicle revealed marijuana and drug paraphernalia related to methamphetamine usage. So, the marijuana wasn't like, oh, it's not too bad. Meth? Yeah. Oof. Meth is a fucking... It's like over the cliff, That's bro. a step, bro. Yeah, it's the next step. Have you ever been in those houses where they didn't measure the steps and this one is higher than shit? This is a big step. Like, you're going from step two to, like, 15. Yeah, Like, dude. right away. Like, you're yeah. going full board. You're skipping fucking steps, bro. Yeah. Also, if you're on meth, you're probably skipping fucking steps, oh, yeah. bro. You could jump, like, 30 feet, I think, on meth. And lift the whole house up. And lift the whole through. fucking house up. So... Uh, deputies say that the driver of the vehicle, 24 year old, can't say the name, but I'm telling you, it's, it's a stripper foxy. name. It's a little strippy foxy name. Uh, she shows some boobies at some strip clubs. Again, we're throwing it out there. Yeah, she's at the Wisconsin Dolls for sure. Okay. This person, uh, the 24 year old, was later transported to the Columbia County Jail, where jail staff says that she later became sick after possibly swallowing. A controlled substance. She wanted to poop it out, but things didn't happen the way she wanted them right. to. Right. Yeah. That's that's a pretty common thing. You, yeah. You wrap meth in a condom, you eat it, and sometimes you can poop it out. Sometimes you just insert it directly into your butthole, condoms which is break, not cool. Condoms break. Kids are born. Meth goes in the stomach. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, a search was then conducted on the 24-year-old's cell. Authorities say that in the cell, deputies located a piece of a baggie and a 9.6 grams of suspected methamphetamine. Um, the 24-year-old allegedly had smuggled it into the jail uh, by concealing it inside of herself. Um, this 24-year-old... you know what that means. Oh, of course, yeah. Is this, is the, this the, vaginal the two things, the two things Is this vaginal or is it digested? We don't know. Well, it could be butt vag. It could be something. Butt but, vag mouth. Yeah, it's one of the, it's the, one three, of the three. The trifecta. It's one of the trifecta. <laughs> okay. Uh, the 24-year-old was charged with possession of THC, resisting slash obstructing an officer, so she did not go willingly, and uh, OWI. Ass, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my meth. Uh, deputies say that the 24-year-old was also issued a felony summons for possession of methamphetamine on or near certain places. Oof. So uh, we've got a fucking definite four loco on our hands. Oh yeah, mathematics coming yeah. in here. Dude, mathematics is happening. I'm I've got there's, my there's meth local, calculator. Local mathematics and THC, which let's just say right away, that's not even the big deal. We're talking about the math here. The THC, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm not gonna try to sit here and, and get uh, any sort of political. No, not stuff, at all. But, but like the THC you know is what? like there very states, small on the on There are the states there are states in the United States right now that have it legalized obviously it's not federally legal but it is state legal and uh they're doing well they're able to tax it it's able to help pay for roads and things i'm saying that you know i'm pretty much for it at this point i think that any thc charge is kind of ridiculous um i know that individuals will say no and that they don't agree but i understand grown, the math it's grown in the ground meth is cooked in a fucking lab and it's totally made different thing made with a cough medicine batteries, battery acid batteries gatorade bottle fucking cough medicine yeah. it's fucking grease bally so so this individual has some fucking splaining to do 
Um, she's in it. She's in it for a while. Let's just throw it out there. She's, and she's kind. She's kind of cute. She's cute. She's I'm, a, I'm not trying to be greasy and... here. Like I'm not even like a greasy dude. She's kind of a good looking lady. Like yeah. she made some wrong choices. Not made somebody some I would choice. suspect of this kind of. Like activity. you said, she went from step two, like up to step fifteen in yeah. like one second. Like the THC was not even the entry drug. She just went right to math. She's like, oh, fucked all the middle men. If she was I'm a going right to math. Yeah. If she was a uh, a contractor, uh, a general contractor of a house, she would come in and she would be like. Yep, those steps look totally good. You could go from 1 to 15 right away, and uh, you can do that if you're on meth because you're, like, superhuman for, you know, like, probably, like, an hour. It's probably not, you know, forever, but, you know, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's a hell of a drug, man, and uh, it's, it's really got a grip on some people. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So what what are you thinking here? So we got to do some mathematics here. I so. think we're going to have to include some of the additional uh, drugulation. Uh, we're going to have to... Factor those OWI in. probably possibly local possible marijuana too involved in yeah. this one. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and include kind of all of that in my in my number. It's um, hard though because like when you're hopped up on meth, it's not like the drunk, like it's not like the pass outness. Like well, you're like see, wired, bro. Alcohol is a depressant. So is marijuana ish. It's kind of like a sedative suppressant kind of. I mean, it's a feel good, but it definitely dumbs your your shit down. Whereas meth kind of like heightens everything. So this person's like it basically drinking a, a vodka Red Bull, you know, like she's on the American Eagle at Six Flags going I'm gonna, up and down, baby. Yeah, backwards and fucking frontwards at the same time somehow. I don't know how, but you do it. So do you got a do you got a number in your in your head? I do. Do you want to go on three, two, one? I mean, I don't know. I have be, a, I have a target range. Yeah, that's, mine's more of a target range too. But okay, we'll go with it. Three, two, one, twenty-four. Oh wow, you're oh. way up there. Well, because I was including split. the drugs in there. Okay, too. I was like, do you want to meet in the middle? I mean, we can. We can go ten up. We can go five up. I mean, nineteen loco. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a nineteen loco. I think that's a fair. I wasn't. I guess because the upper upper and the downer and the OWI, the operating while intoxicating probably didn't include four loco, but she looks like she might drink four loco. Yeah. To be honest, um. So yeah, I think, I think absolutely 19 the is, OWI is caused by, uh, four loco. And then the other stuff was found there, and she probably okay. had it in there in the system. But yeah, nineteen is is a safe bet. This is a foxy nineteen. This Growl. is a foxy nineteen. Hit that gavel, Eric. Law and order. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.